Thank you, Dr. Seal, and praise the Lord, everyone. I am very happy to be here. Appreciate the invitation, remembering my first visit to BB, Arkansas. And I appreciate the Shield family. The thing that touches me so with them is their love for family. And the way that the children are trained here. I remember being in a ladies' conference years ago in, in Michigan, no, in Minnesota. And there was a deep, deep move in that service that day. I had spoken on wells. If we dig a deep enough well, wherever we're stationed, and there's always water to drink. I remember the, the way God dealt with the ladies and different things, but what really got my attention was at the end of that meeting, at the very time that conviction and anointing was resting so heavy, a message in tongues came forth. May I take this off? A message in tongues came forth, and this is what it said. The souls of your children are in your own mouth, and what you say to them, what you speak in their presence, and the way that it is essential that they hold to this message. It's not enough that so many Pentecostals I've met, places I've been. Do you have children? Yes, they are in a certain church. They're not Pentecostal. Did you raise them here? We raised them here. I have children and some have been backslidden at times. I would rather my child know he is a backslider from truth than to be the pastor of the largest charismatic church in the world. It's the message. The message has to be kept pure. It has to be kept strong. And there's too many places where that is not being done. I remember what Brother Poe preached last year on what's good about the church. And I acknowledge everything that's good about the church. But I want to be saved. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I can't think of anybody I want to go to hell if I had to choose somebody. No, there's nobody I want to go to hell. So we're in this for the long haul. We're in it for keeps. 
We're in it until we're old and infirm. We're in it until the last breath is drawn and the name Jesus is breathed into eternity from that person for the last time. We're in this to stay. We're not in this until we go somewhere else. Well, I'm going to, there's several verses that I want to read. And I'm going to read first from Isaiah 37. I really don't have anything else to preach than what I always preach. I'm sort of stuck. I'm not Heinz. I'm not 57 varieties. I am what I am. And we say we change not, but I promise you if you live long enough, you'll change in some ways. You won't be able to do some of the things you've always done. Isaiah 37, it came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it that he lent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, who was over the household, and Shebna the scribe, and the elders of the priests covered with sackcloth unto Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos. And they said unto him, Thus saith Hezekiah, This is a day of trouble, and rebuke, of rebuke, and of blasphemy, for the children are come to the birth, and there is not enough strength to bring forth. This same verse is also in Second Kings 19. It came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it that he rent his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the house of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, which was over the household, and Shebna the scribe, and the elders of the priests covered with sackcloth, to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos. And they said unto him, Thus saith Hezekiah, This day is a day of trouble, and of rebuke, and blasphemy. For the children are come to the birth, and there is not strength to bring forth. I want to talk to you today about this power. We are not powerless people. We are not people of just gimmicks, special days. This is hat day. This is this day. This is this day. And you can do all of those things in the building. But I'm telling you, we need apostolic power. We need to be backed up by what we say from the Word of God. There needs to be that action seen. Hallelujah. 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 Let's worship Him right now. I want power. Holy Ghost power. Praise God. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. 
and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost parts of the earth. So be it God. And the Lord bless you. You may be seated. There is scripture in Exodus that speaks about a woman with child. Uh, and if men strive and cause her to abort the child, then the husband of the woman, if the child dies, the husband of that woman can say whatever the judgment against whoever caused it to do. And the Lord is the husband of what he has prophesied in the word that there was going to be an ingathering. I know about the falling away, and it grieves me when I see somebody that's been raised in Pentecost and really uh, I know what this church puts on education. I don't have a problem with education. I don't have a college degree. I don't have a secular degree. I'm not opposed to anybody that has it unless it makes an educated fool out of them. And the more that some study in the secular field, the more they deny the actual power of God and the word as it is written. They always have a better explanation of it. So uh, it's sort of like 14 degrees and I'm sorry, but the hats get uglier every degree they take. And then the opposite, which is common sense. Now, my son, my elder son said to me once, he has degrees now. And he said, Mom, I am the one with the two degrees. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and I said, yes, and I am the one with common sense. There's some things you figure out just from common sense. And if this is what we say it is, then why in the world wouldn't we just love to see God move with a power surge in this service today that would equate back in your churches when you go home would set your prayer, uh, prayer rooms on high alert. Hallelujah. I heard my alarm go off in the room yesterday. It must have been a tornado somewhere. We need that little flashing red light in our homes. Is the Holy Ghost working here? Is it up today? Has it been surfaced lately? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need that power. We need to be endued with power from on high. It's not just performance. Praise God. There are children at the birth. No strength to deliver. 
my, my husband and I sat with a woman in Ethiopia, uh, a, a leper woman. Uh, couldn't get any help at a clinic or anything. Her bed was uh, limbs off a tree with a cowhide spread over it, a raw cowhide. And the clothes she had was what she had on her back. Our lamp was a little kerosene homemade lamp. And her pain, she was fighting against her pain. Now we need power. We need vision. I need to see something. I need to see something. Uh, vision is the facility, our state of being able to see. Praise God. And I'm going to explain to that that to you in living color in a few minutes. I am able to see some. We need wisdom. We need experience in the things of God. We need to see God move. I need to see God deliver. I can't just read it out of the Bible. I got to see it with my eyes. Hallelujah. I see it in a vision. I see it in reality. I see it in experience. I have to see these things. I can't just say I'm Pentecostal. I've got to be Pentecostal. I have to be evidenced as being Pentecostal. Hallelujah. And I need the things that is in this word of God, even uh, things that some are discounting as not anymore, like the cutting of hair for ladies, that needs to be experienced. Hallelujah. There needs to be evidence of it. Praise God. And it does not need to be ignored or explained away. Because there is power behind it. Amen. Amen. In one of my trips, supposed to be around the world trip, and I got stuck in India. And they gave my ticket to a Nigerian businessman that had money and left me sitting there and said it could be three days before I got out. I said, uh-uh. There's a way. So I wound up and got on uh, airlines for the Persian, whatever, that area of the world. And I was going around from... Uh, Mumbai, India, through uh, Yemen and into Ethiopia. And I had to go by Dubai. Never been to Dubai. Um, so I was glad to get on that plane. It, it would save me days. And I had my navy blue passport, which translates in the Middle East as a satanic thing. We are the great Satan, this country is, so the little blue passport becomes your evidence belonging to the great Satan. So I kind of kept it, covered it up, and I said, we're not looked up, most Islamic men on the plane, and I thought, I might have jumped out of the frying pan right into the fire. I don't know what I've done here. But I'm going to stay quiet. 
And when I got to Dubai and I thought I'd be changing planes there, they told me I'd be spending the night there. I'd never been to Dubai. And uh, they took all my papers. And I said, uh, what shall I have? They said, oh, you just go to the hotel and come back. You'll have your papers here in the morning. I had nothing but the little ticket for the hotel. I went to get on the bus to go to the hotel, and I was traveling as a single woman, not accompanied by a male uh, person or family. And so it wasn't that easy to get on the bus. And finally, I found a bus that didn't have a driver on it that couldn't tell me I couldn't get on it. And I got on it. And when he came, he said, no, 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 you go. You know ride bus. I said, I ride bus. You take me hotel, I get off bus. But I know get off here. <laughs> and he said, he took me to the hotel quickly. <laughs> and I got off. I called my son. I said, Mark, Mom, where are you? Son, I'm in Dubai. If you never hear from me again, Start looking in Dubai. That's where I am. How in the world did you get to Dubai? Well, it wasn't easy, but I'm here. And so the next morning I'm to the airport and I'm out of there. And this plane's going to Yemen and it's even worse than the one before it was. So I sit very still, very quiet. I don't get off, of course, in Yemen. And the next stop is Ethiopia. Thank God I'm gonna get home. And when I got to Ethiopia, they would not let me off the plane until the last one. They kept pushing me back. And when I got down, they got to the bus to get up on the bus to go to the terminal. Uh, they stepped down in the stairwell of the bus to where I could not get up into it. And finally, on each side of me, an arm like this on one side, an arm like this on the other side, black skin, and a big old booming voice when I turned around and looked, he had said to them, get out of the way and let her on this, on this bus now. Move back. And they stepped back and I got up. So when I turned around, it was just an African man just smiling up a storm. He said, praise the Lord, mama. And I said, well, I don't know who you are, but praise the Lord, hallelujah. And I said, who are you? And he said, Mom, I'm just an African. I said, he said, Mom, you're a Christian. I said, oh, yes. Mom, you're an evangelist. How do you know I'm an evangelist? I didn't tell you I was an evangelist. I don't have a sign on my forehead saying evangelist. How did you know I was an evangelist? And he said, Mom, you ladies listen to me. He said, your power is on your head. Your power is on your head. You want power, hallelujah. I don't believe anybody here is cutting their hair, but if you ever think about it, don't do it, ladies. Don't trim it, don't bite it, don't burn it, don't do any of the following. This is just plain old apostolic, hallelujah, common sense. It's written in the word of God, hallelujah. I don't have a problem with it. We need power. We need evidence of power. You need an identity. And that holiness is your identity. 
It's just like a flagpole that you hold up. And if you try to look like everybody else, We need to see something. I had not been to Ethiopia in 20 years. My heart was just broken mornings ago and a lot of politics in the way. A lot of things should have never been. But I waited. I waited until God spoke to me and said, this is the time. And I, I told Brother Smith, the Lord gave Brother and Sister Smith for Ethiopia. In 1995, when I first went to Maine and uh, with services there with them, I knew that things were getting so big in Ethiopia, I was having a hard time. I was not really appointed. I was just filling in, sometimes going two and three times a year, taking nine or ten big old boxes and stuff to the Ethiopians, and I didn't really have any help. But when they stepped on the scene, they have uh, taken on that work in Ethiopia and Kenya and East Africa especially, others, and God designed all that. There was a perfect handing down and, and making way for this ministry and the truth because Ethiopia was going to get hit with a strange doctrine that came and interfered uh, somehow got into the work, and so that had to be dealt with, and we wound up on the other side of it at one time where it seemed like the whole thing was going that way. And then the one man, Brother Solomon, called me from Ethiopia and said, this is what is happening, and blah, 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 blah. And uh, I said to him, Solomon Lodamo, are you going with that false doctrine? And he said, no, I'm not. And I tell you, there's not a man that's gone through any more uh, purging and beatings. And he's been in more courtrooms defending himself and the truth. He is a great man of God. And I tell you what. Without him, I don't know what we would have done because the enemy really threw a curveball there. And, and there was a lot that could have prevented some of that, but it wasn't necessarily done. But Brother Solomon has maintained, and Brother Smith absolutely uh, made a huge sacrifice in order to be able to take care of Ethiopia. It's going to be a great day on that day. Hallelujah, when the rewards are handed out. Hallelujah, for those that have taken care to hold on to doctrine and keep doctrine pure. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's too many ways you can slip something in and you just put a little bit here and then it becomes a whole lot here and a whole lot here. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ was in the flesh, praise God. Hallelujah, his flesh was not like some animal or something. His flesh was like our flesh. Our flesh is like his flesh. He was tempted in all things, 
Praise God. And he gave in to nothing. Hallelujah. He is our example. He is our experience. He is our power. He is our power. I probably... Do I sound desperate? I am desperate. I'm telling you, don't hold back. Preach it like it is. Don't try to rearrange it to where it can become pleasant to somebody that might not want to just be apostolic, Pentecostal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, the burden or the passion, the wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is knowing how to use what you know. Because you can know a lot and not have any wisdom, and you can really hurt a lot if you don't have that wisdom. The Bible says in one place that the children of darkness are wiser than the children of light. They seem to know how to use their information, if it's fake news or whatever it is. They know how to use it, and we're constantly on the defense with this kind of stuff. But we need wisdom. Hallelujah. There is a harvest. I, I mentioned to you about seeing uh, a dream can be like a vision, and you can see. God can show you something. I love to talk. It's hard to find an older preacher now, but I love to, when Don has been in the ministry for years, I love to hear the experiences. There's one that's really, uh, really touched my, I had a grandmother, my mother's mother, Cherokee Indian, and she, she did not like Pentecost at all. She was a, of another uh, Christian following, but she had this thing. My mother was the only one in her family that connected or that ever turned to the apostolic way, one out of nine. And uh, my grandmother even showed a bit of her attitude toward my mom I thought as opposed to others and mother was the one that took care of her more so I asked her one time after I got the Holy Ghost why do you not like Pentecostals why why are you against this and she said uh, when I was a little girl she said my dad was a very difficult man he was an Indian herb doctor and he also was a gambler. And there were several children. My grandmother was a little twin girl. Her twin passed away. My grandmother was a horse girl. She took the horses out in the pastures and the fields and since she was a little girl. And uh, uh, she said there came into our area uh, a meeting, a tent, 
meeting a preacher and said he he was Pentecostal and she said my dad went to that meeting and shouted out of his moccasins he jumped all over the place she said he was like that for a little while and then he became meaner than he was before so if there is more to it than just repentance there is the power you have to be endued with power we know that that's what we're preaching we're not giving one inch on that no education is going to circumvent the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost hallelujah hallelujah I, I was touched by Sister Cook's uh, testimony. I have been working with a denominal pastor that actually was a friend of my son's. And uh, one of his sons, who was a uh, special forces that has now sort of uh, has the, um, what do they call that malady, P.S. something. Anyway, he was in a wreck. A car hit him on a motorcycle, and the boy went down to death. So he called and asked us to pray. And I tell you, we witnessed one evidence miracle after another, and I think it's all working on that Baptist pastor. I said, I'm going to share something with you that, uh, that I think uh, you ought to know. I said, it was a Baptist pastor that told me, that I would never be happy anywhere but in an apostolic Pentecostal church and that I should go. He said, what? I said, yes. And I said, I'm going to tell you the same thing. You, you can be a lot happier and, and uh, be in a Pentecostal church. Yes, I do believe God is moving. Yes, I do believe we are going to quickly see some things in the end time. There are things happening every day that we know and that we don't know, but it's harvest time for us hallelujah 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 let's do not allow the enemy to to take one one thing away from us hallelujah that evidences us as an apostolic believer hallelujah hallelujah there are two spirits that are primarily moving greatly and one is witchcraft and the other is perversion. And even in the training of children on some of these talent shows, it's the young magicians that are showing up everybody else, teaching them magicianry. That is going to be what the Antichrist does. It's going to be that working of powers. Hallelujah. 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 We have to be ready. We have to be informed. We have to be evidenced, hallelujah. There has to be power, hallelujah, when you lay hands on. One of the ministers that I have always loved and appreciated so much is Brother Tim Copeland. He is one of the finest men I know, the finest Christians outside of being even a preacher and a pastor. And I, every time I was at his church, I never saw him lay hands on anybody that they didn't immediately start speaking in tongues. He didn't just lay hands on everybody. 
But when he laid hands on him, there was an evidenced move of the Holy Ghost. And now he's going through a trial himself. So, hallelujah. God healed Brother Copeland as he has laid his hands on so many and saw them healed. Somehow, even right now, hallelujah, distance is not a problem. Hallelujah, distance is not a problem. Hallelujah, put your touch on Brother Tim Copeland right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We, this is the evidence we're talking about. We're apostolic, we're Holy Ghost filled, we're power filled. Let that power work right now over the miles and the distance and touch our brother in the name of Jesus. I forget about Holy Ghost Radio. Now, nobody's going to listen to this on Holy Ghost Radio. They'll flip the knob and turn it. Be kind, Brother Papa. I mentioned about having a heart attack in Ethiopia when I was there. And I know it's lunchtime, just a few minutes more. We're finished. And the roads are horrible. You think your ribs are broken from just going driving down the road. And we have been to a day service, the last really planned service that I have before it was time for me to go home. And in that service, in all of the services out, I usually preach twice at the first and then after the others had preached. I was so moved because these people had, uh, some of them walked all the way from faraway places to come be in that service. My heart went out to them. But as I expressed that, I felt something shift. And, and suddenly, just weakness came on me. And so I went, uh, uh, they escorted me back to the platform. We went on and did the rest of the day. We went to the hotel that night. And the next morning I got up and got ready to go for the day when suddenly the pain hit me, not in the front, but in the neck and the back. And I just had to curl up on the bed. But I was able to get up even after that. And instead of them sending me home in the car the next day, uh, they found a place where I could get a small plane. And they got me back to the capital city. And then I checked into the hotel. There I was not going to go to the doctor. Finally, Brother Tomuskin said, Sister Winner, you have to go to the doctor. You're too sick. And when I got to the little clinic, uh, the doctor took a few tests, and he said, you can't get on the plane. He said, you, you are in renal failure. You have double pneumonia, both lungs. You have high blood pressure. Your oxygen levels are in the 80s, and they're supposed to be in the 90s. Uh, you, you need some help. And so 
I said, well, I need to be on that plane Friday night. And he started treating me with IVs and whatever. But he said nothing about a heart attack. He did think that I might have had cancer on my lung because he saw a spot on it. It was the pneumonia was what it was. But it was not easy. Nothing was easy. We just, Brother Smith helped and got me a, a seat on the next, on Saturday night instead of Friday night. And I managed to get on the plane. They wouldn't let Brother Solomon's family go into the certain places in the airport with me, but Brother Tumuskin was allowed, and I will never forget that. Um, I was in the wheelchair. He was pushing me. I couldn't walk very well. And he stooped down beside me and put his arms around me and wept. He said, you are our mother. The time I was in Ethiopia this time was a 50th anniversary of our arriving there. The same time. We went back to the leper workshop that I've told you about many times. And believe it or not, there was one person there that still remembered. I know you. I know you. It's all sh kind of shambles now. We went back to the little house where we lived in, in the village up on the mountain. We almost never found it. It's all grown up. But somebody's lived in there. And when I went in, and we knocked, and the guy came. I said, I, I used to live in this house uh, years ago. He said, you were in this house with my grandfather. I know you. My grandfather told us all about you all. So it was like old home week, you know. Just went through. The Lord did that for me. It was very special, very special. And, and so uh, I got on the plane. Brother Tumuskin is our leader under his father, Solomon. And if you ever, ever want to really have a, uh, add more time to your prayer life, please pray for them. There is an awesome responsibility over there, and they have worked hard. But let me tell you about Tumuskin just a bit. His mother was put in prison for refusing to allow the communists to use her. They wanted her as a teacher. She would not help them. The leader of the communist movement there said to her, don't you know I have power over you? And she said, what power do you have over me? He said, I can kill you. She said, anybody can do that on the street. But can you raise me up? And he just looked at her. She said, why should I serve you, the one I'm already serving? Even if you kill me, I will be raised up. I'm talking about power and believing in the full and whole power of God. Ha! 
Hallelujah. I don't want to be just a charismatic Pentecostal. I want to be an apostolic Pentecostal with a full dose of power. I made the trip home something over 30-something hours altogether. I got home Sunday night. Got up the next morning to try to unpack. Was too sick. So that Monday night, when I went to bed, I, I, was, I knew something wasn't right. And that hit again in the neck and shoulders and back. And that one was horrible. I would not call my children. I, I wrestled with it all night. And come about 6 o'clock in the morning, I called my daughter and I says, Honey, I, something bad wrong. And uh, she got a hold of my son. But... Just at that time, when I just felt like I couldn't stand it anymore, am I going to die in the kitchen floor? That's not a good thing for my children. And then I turned like I had not before in such desperation and asked the Lord if he would show me how to discharge this pain from my body before it killed me. Lord, if you will just show me what to do. I'm not saying, I'm not telling this as doctrine. I'm telling you as my my testimony. But in that particular time, I saw, as it were, an, a line and a portal. I never used the word portal. That, the word came to me in that time. Open a portal. God, I don't... I don't know about this, but I'm going to follow it. Lord, open a portal somehow in my body and let this pain out not to come back again. And church, that pain was dismissed out of my body at that time. And I saw it as it were just draining out of my body. We I thought, Lord, you have shown me we do have power over pain. We do have power over sickness. There is an almighty God, hallelujah, that designed these bodies. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I have never had that pain since that time. They evidenced that it was another heart attack. It all showed up in the enzymes. 
But I told you what the doctor said last week. We don't see any significant evidence of any heart valve issues at all with you. And, and Mrs. Wendell, your heart is not weak. Your heart is very strong. Hallelujah. He said, yes, what happened to you was a result of the pneumonia and all these other things that you were battling. It was just too much. But he said, you don't have any heart disease. And, and I didn't even ask him, what can I do? But he looked at me and he said, as far as activity, do whatever you feel like doing. There's nothing, hallelujah, hallelujah. I, I honestly, I can tell that I've been through something. I can tell that I'm left with something. But I must tell you right now, I'm also left with a greater understanding of how the power of God can work for us. Hallelujah. 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 Let's lift our hands and worship him. Let's stand and put our hands in the air. God, I need more power. I need a greater vision. I need a greater burden. Lord, I like wisdom, and some things give me wisdom. Prepare us for this end-time harvest and every backslider that lives in B.B. Arkansas are around here. In Jesus' name. I tell you what, I've done this a number of places, but as we close, I'll turn the service back. Would you lift up your hands and cry out the name of a, back, a backslider that you know? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, visit the heart of the backsliders. Stir them, oh Lord, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, our children, the souls of our children are in our own mouth. Give us the words to speak. Give us the life to live. Give us whatever we need. Oh God, that could move and touch our children. Let's praise him one more time.